It was really important that I played the game with honesty and integrity. And the most valuable player of the tournament, Bill Russell. We cared about each other and we respected each Bill other. Bill Russell jumped for joy and the Celtic dynasty was born. Always been comfortable with being what I am and who I am. My kids are play with white kids. This is a non-violent. I always had supreme confidence. It comes from intelligence and knowledge, not from bravado. I think the only things that I haven't been consistent with is that I've been able to recognize what is true for me. Exactly. See, I knew that was my last game. I was just so proud of those guys and myself. Every minute that I played for the Celtics were a joy to me. From there, I couldn't go to heaven because leaving there, going anyplace else, was a step down. My name is Jose Ruiz, and I'm joined by my tag team partner. I don't have a cool nickname for him. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta come up with some. But a man, Deremy Dove. Deremy, how you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good, Jose. It's, uh, it's always tough to do episodes like this, but it's. Yeah. I'm glad we have this platform so we're able to share and talk about when these kind of moments happen. So, um, it's a sad occasion, but right, it's good to kind of remember people and talk about their legacy. So I'm, I'm. Sad for the reason we're on doing this, but it's always a pleasure to be on with you. Yeah, absolutely. And um yeah, I mean we've I mean we're a sports history podcast, right? And you know, if you listen to the show, if you've watched our episodes on YouTube, you you know we break everything down, man. And um, you know, we've been doing this show for a little while now, Darren. We've been doing this since January twenty twenty. We've had some, you know, a lot of great people pass away at that, you know, in, in those years. And, you know, we've done a couple episodes where we felt as though like you know, as soon as, you know, the person passed away, we had to jump on and, and kind of give our thoughts. And, you know, when you text me and you broke the news to me, you know, I was in the middle of doing stuff around the house and stuff on a Saturday. And, you know, I saw your text, you know, rest in peace, you know, Bill Russell. I was like, dang, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, just, it just hit me, man. And, you know, but I, I, I knew we were, in my next text to you is like, you know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we it wouldn't be bigger than the game with Jeremy Jose if we don't give Mr. Bill Russell his time and, and on this episode, on this show. So that's what we wanted to do today. We wanted to come on and, and talk a little bit about Bill Russell and what, you know, his legacy to, for us is, what his legacy in the NBA, what his legacy is just in general in American history. Um, Cause this is, this is truly a legend that, that we lost on Saturday and that word legend and goat and all these words, Today and nowadays get thrown around a lot. You know what I mean? Like, but to me, Bill Russell, Jeremy was. If you look up legend, that should be it should be a picture of Bill Russell in the dictionary. So, I, I talked to you before the show, and I wanted to jump on, and I wanted to kind of open the episode up. Normally, we we have you open the episode, and um, but I wanted to give you some time, Jeremy, and, and I know Bill Russell was important to you, is important in your life, and and you know we talk about him all the time. I know you bring a lot to me all the time, and. So I want to give you the floor a little bit and, and for you to give me, our listeners, kind of like, you know, what, what, when you saw the news, how you felt and, you know, and, and from there. Well, no, I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, it's, 
one of those things because you knew you started seeing Bill Russell comment, you know, when from when Casey Jones Pat, different other of his teammates over the years or those great sixties Celtics teams pass away. Um you kind of just wondered and you knew like, man, what's it gonna feel like? What's it gonna be like when it's his time? And when I saw the news knowing, you know, eighty nine, it, it wasn't a shock. Right. But then it kind of hits you when you think about it, how much there's certain figures. And I think about it a lot of times in like pop culture where there's people who I'm like, since I can remember, they were always on my mind. In sports, I kind of forget about it. But Bill Russell is one of those few people who I don't remember a time where I don't know who he is. I knew who Bill Russell was. And you start thinking about the way he's affected your own life, not just in sports, but personally. And honestly, the way he's affected society, you know, he's on that short list. People have to do Mount Rushmore's. But to me, he's on that short list of most important, most consequential athletes of the 20th century. And I'm going to put him in that category with a Jesse Owens, with a Jackie Robinson, with a Clemente, with guys like with Ali. Ali. He's on that short list because looking at what the NBA is now, it's a pillar sport in the country and throughout the globe. And I know, you know, George Mikan, the Globe Trotters were around, but really that first, he wasn't the first black player, the first black superstar. And knowing what the NBA means to the world, but especially to the black community, mm-hmm. you, you got to look at it like, Bill Russell was that first star and that first guy. To me, I look at the NBA. You can, you can look at it as BR and AR before Russell, after Russell, and he's that kind of like that demarcation of what James Naismith when he started the game, and then to me, you started Bill Russell, and that's where we get to today's modern game. When people talk about LeBron and Steph and KD and Luca and all these guys, Giannis, it, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, we just think about the game started when Magic and Birds, and that's totally wrong. But to me, right. it's like, if you said, yeah, the game really started, I look at from Bill Russell on, I'm like, yeah, that's a good, it's not true to game, James Naismith created it, but Bill Russell is where you can look at it. And I don't think, he gets enough credit. He does and he doesn't in a way. I think in sports he kind of does, but in life, when he should be a person, when we look at what the definition of leadership is, what the definition of working together and teamwork is, not just in sports, but in business and in hell and podcasting, whatever you want to say, Bill Russell is that guy. And to me, a lot of people have talked about the comments and we've seen it on Twitter since he's passed, where people talking about, well, he won 11 titles in 13 years, but the league was smaller and yeah. all these different things. Well, there's a couple points to that. A, who else before in any sport, not just basketball, and who else after, it was so easy, has even come close to doing what he did. We talk about what Tom Brady did, and Tom Brady's impressive. You know, seven in what, 21 years of playing football, Super Bowl wins, impressive. Doesn't compare to 11 and 13. Right. It really doesn't. 
and I'm not knocking Tom Brady, but Bill Russell's that standard for what winning is and what excellence is. Um, we talk about MJ, and man, he affected Barkley and Ewing and this player and that player. You know, Drexler, how many legacies were affected by MJ? Twice as many were affected by Bill Russell. With, by like all time great players. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like all, not no, uh, Clyde Drexler is a great player. Like, some of those players you mentioned are great players, but we're talking about like all time great Hall of Fame players. Yeah. The, right the standards, that. you know, you look at many people argue Bob Pettit, greatest power forward ever, where his legacy is affected. And he's one of the guys who interrupted the, the 11 and 13. Some dispute it because Russell was hurt, but. They did lose that second year, uh, that 58 title. St. Louis got them. But Bob Pettit gets more rings. We know about what will, you know, that's people still will argue greatest center of all time. People argue what greatest player of all time. Jerry West and Elgin Baylor. Those guys are the pillars also of, like, turning the league into what we see today right after. Especially – Especially Elgin Baylor. I mean, I know Jerry West was an, an amazing player as well, but I feel like Elgin Baylor, with all everything he was doing, he was like the first, like, kind of like Jordan esque, LeBron esque type of player, and, you know, and playing back then and the ability to score and all that. If you give him five titles, six titles, a lot of people are talking about Elgin Baylor a lot differently. Well, there's two guys really who made this a vertical game it's Bill Russell and it's Elgin Baylor. You know, and people may not know, basketball was not, no one was jumping up like that. It was just dribble in front of you. You know, you're just listening to us, but dribble, dribble, and then that set shot. No one thought about going up and elevating before Bill Russell, Elgin Baylor. And then you can look at Wilt and also Jerry West. They brought an athleticism to the game that basketball hadn't seen. But the first name you're going to mention is Bill Russell. So when you look at it, like all those, you know, like I said, Elgin and Jerry, you know, West, even those Knicks teams. Those Knicks teams, they lost to Russell Celtics in 69. They started winning titles when Russell retired. Yeah. If Russell keeps playing, who knows if we're talking about Holzman and Willis and Frazier. Let's just be at the Busher, which I love those teams. But I don't, I don't know. If, if Russell keeps playing, that gets pushed back. Who knows? So a lot of things were affected, and these are things that are even more than what MJ, who MJ beat. These are all things that are pillars of the game, mm-hmm. like more so than what MJ affected, in my opinion. So we wonder if Michael would have gotten eight, and I don't think he would have gotten eight if he still played. Bill Russell got eight in a row, you know. Yeah, and then had that year off, and then came back and got another two after that. So. Yeah. So that's why, like, we, we talked about this in, in, in a different episode. Um, and I didn't really want to get into in that episode because it, it, it really, really bothered me when, when I heard it and I saw it. Because, again, like, a lot of people grabbed it and ran with it. Kind of what you were talking about earlier where, you know, it's like 10 teams, you know, of course he's going to win all these titles and stuff like that. And, you know, when J.J. Reddick said, you know, like these guys were playing against plumbers, you know what I mean? Like, and and really, like, First of all, like shitting on the guys who put him in a position where he was he's in today. You know what I mean? Like that he's has the ability to play at a university like Duke 
play at a high level, play on TV, have all this fame before he even makes it to the NBA, comes into the NBA, is not a really good player, is being dominated on the defensive side, and has to work his ass off to get kind of an okay defensive player and, um, you know, remain a great shooter, right? And had the ability to make all this money now from based off of that career and that education at Duke. Now he's in a position where he's on TV and having, you know, has a great podcast and on ESPN and all over the place and, you know, giving an opinion and, you know, you look at it and, you know, they're disrespecting the guys who played in this era in the sixties, fifties, seventies, whatever the case. And my argument to this, to that point, Jeremy is if you give those guys in the sixties, seventies, you know, the medicine that these players have today, right? The training that these players have today, the diet. I know me and you talked about this before, but this is more for our, for the listeners there. I mean, and it's like the diet, the salaries, you know what I mean? Like, like the focus on like the year round focus on basketball, not like these guys play all winter and in the summertime they have to go get a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, it was completely different back then. And you talked about like Russell, you talked about Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, Will Chamberlain, like, Imagine these guys having all of that. Like, Will Chamberlain was a super athlete. Bill Russell was a super athlete. You know what I mean? A freak athlete. And, you know, that's why, like, and then you have all these younger guys. And I'm not trying to, you know, how do you put it? Like, get off my lawn type of person right now. But, you know, you have these young guys. Like, yeah, yeah, they were all plumbers. These guys couldn't play. You got D-Ways probably. He would have been the best player of all time back then. Like, Like, you can't disrespect these players and what they did and what they went through especially someone like Bill Russell who went through so much to build this league and put this league where he's at today. And it, it's just like, you t- you said that early on and it just kind of triggered that memory of me, like the plumber thing. And it, it that's just still really bothering me. No, it bothers because we can defend. Bill Russell could play today. We, Bill Russell could play today. We can defend ourselves and not have to put somebody else down too. And I think there's a constant where it's like exactly. generate and not just in sports and life. The generations are always, you know, you guys don't have it like we did. You guys didn't, you know, you have it easier now. You're not as this now. A lot of that comes down to it's funny. What I read somewhere re- very recent is it kind of makes no sense to do that because when we're really talking about the younger generation, it's people in their 20s and even in sports, right? When you're in your prime, in your 20s, and no one gets it in their 20s, yeah. really. In sports and in life, yeah, money means more to you when you're older. In your 20s, you don't understand money. You don't know what you're going doing. You don't know the future. Like, you're, you're in your 20s. So it's very funny that, like, that, that previous, previous uh, generation is like, you don't know. Well, like, yeah, you didn't know. Not, we never will know in our 20s. Like right. no generation will ever have that. I I'll be shocked to see that generation. So it kind of is a dumb argument there, in my opinion. But you could talk about like, hey, what you're doing now, and not have to bash because we're always standing on other people's shoulders. All of us, exactly. And we can never forget that. So there's a way to defend, like, hey, no, we're we respect. And in ways, definitely, it was harder or better or whatever you want to say back then. But no, it's things that we're doing now that is better than what you did back then, too. doesn't make our overall era better than yours. It's just different. And he didn't – I know it was a heated debate for him or whatever, and a lot of other people, but he didn't have to do that. 
And because to me, let's not talk about when we can bring it back to Bill Russell, you know, playing those long games. The game was so much physical, you know, where there's stories of you watch the, the brawls that were back then. Guys are getting cold, clocked, and knocked out. The physicality of it. Um, and then the lack of resources where, you know what? Yeah, you played this doubleheader game. Now go on a train cross country and not like a private train. No. Train with other people in closed quarters. No leg room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like these dudes are traveling hours and hours and it's in such an uncomfortable position. And, it's crazy. And the only, you know, medical is just, hey, you know, you get, to, you hurt your, your ankle, we'll tape you up and yeah. you'll run it off. You know, probably had stretching, and that's it. You know, basic jumping jacks, stretching, of that. So you didn't have all these advanced metrics. Yeah, and even little, even little things there. I mean, I, I don't mean to jump in, like little things, like a pair of sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like we had, we had Pete Corrado on the show. We were talking about that, and there was a there's a picture of Pistol Pete, and he's got like some drunk looking socks on, and playing in Converse. They're like cloth shoes with no support, no ankle support, nothing like that. No, barely no sole. We all know what Converse we're looking at, Dr. J's and all that stuff. Like. Like they were playing in that, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and I know for me from getting older, like with me running and things like that, like a shoe is so important, you know what I'm saying, for you and for your legs, for your knees, for your feet. And these guys were, they didn't have to worry about that. They were playing in shoes pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what it's really frustrating for me. That's why, like, I know we're here to talk about Bill Russell, but this is also like, this is a big part of that. It's like his legacy and what they're trying to do today to that legacy. And, and that's the thing. He's doing all that. And we know about the intense racism that basketball, the NBA had, and the intense racism that he went through. Right. You know, we can start with the reason why Red Auerbach was able to get him to Boston in that trade comes down to racism. Yep. And that the owner of the St. Louis Hawks did not want a black player on his team. They didn't want a black quote unquote star or whatever. So that's how Ray Auerbach was able to get Bill Russell. So it starts right there. And then we look at it. The greatest dynasty in Boston's a great sports city. We know that. But no, the Patriot, this Belichick, is not matching 11 and 13. And they couldn't sell out. They were behind the Red Sox. They were behind the Boston Bruins in popularity. And when when they did win, the media, the fans tried to say it was Bob Cousy. And that's yeah, where Bob Cousy's team, yep. And it, Bob Cousy had been there. They weren't. Yeah. They didn't win titles before Russell got there. And you know, and that's where the bond. One of the big things that bonded Red Auerbach and Bill Russell was Red was the one being that John the Baptist spreading the gospel of Bill Russell and saying he's the best player. He's the reason. He's the greatest player who ever lived. Is this man right here, William Felton Russell, number six? That's where it started from, but. You know, the the history and people still hear people. I've heard people recently since Bill died say, well, it's gotten better. And yeah, in Boston, because the stories still come out to this day. Well, opposing players in Fenway, we saw with Kyrie last year in the playoffs and what they were saying to him. So that history of Boston and racism and the whole country with it. But we'll talk about Boston. And Boston sports and racism, that really gets ignited with Bill Russell. 
and the man yep. winning 11 titles in 13 years, but is not welcome in that city. Yeah, even after even after he retired and came back as a coach, it was just like, you know, it was still like, you know, he would get like a small standing ovation from that from the Boston crowd whenever he went back, you know, when he was coaching the Celtics. But even after when he left, he was coaching, I think, Seattle. Um, yeah, he was coaching the, the Seattle Supersonics. And, and even that, when he would come, like, people wondered, oh, but this guy, you know, like, he would come in and not even wave to the crowd. Well, no shit. Like, he spent... 13 seasons, 15, 16, 17 seasons living in like Boston, playing in Boston and being treated the way he was treated. What do you expect from him to come back and be all happy for y'all? Like, well, to, you know, the fact that, you know, Tommy Heinsohn told that story that, you know, and, and Russell had bought a house and had a party to neighbors and he got emotional and saying, I want to build my roots here. And he goes away, him and his family on vacation. He comes back, it's vandalized. People, you know, defecated in his bed, and that's in you know the city yeah, that they you rubbed it on the walls. Yeah, you're the you're the really the let's be real the the top athlete in that city, and that's how they treat you. That's how you feel. That's you know they want to put you down all the time. So absolutely, so people didn't get that. Well, then afterwards, Boston tried to have ovation. They wanted to have him back. And that was a bitterness. He said it. I played for the Celtics. I separated. I played for this franchise. I didn't play for the city. And he, you know, in his book, which is one of the great books ever, Second Wind, and I recommend that to everybody if you want to read about, it's beyond basketball, but it's about leadership. It's about race, being an activist, uh, working together, putting ego aside. He had a quote in there. I probably will butcher it, but he said, you know, Boston had all kinds of racism. It had the you don't want to string you up redneck racism. It had the hidden racism and it, it had, you know, the, the passive aggressive racism. And he said, besides that, it's a great city. So he pretty much nailed what Boston was. And yeah, pretty much you, you can't blame him that he wanted, you know, he didn't want to have his Jersey retired. And when he finally did it, it was a closed set, no fans before the game, just those people. I respect that. Honestly. So do I, you know, so I. he because kept again, it real. Right, and you can get pressured into like, oh, well, it'll be a big no. Like, I, I do respect him, and it makes a lot of sense that he he would do it that way too. You know, and and even when they had the statue, and it's not to Boston's. After a while, they wanted to have the statue for him, but they had to kind of like talk him into it, and then say like, they're all the proceeds will go to his favorite charity. So even in that, to honor him, the only way they could get him back there was a, another selfless thing to donate to his ch- a charity to get. And even there, he still felt very uncomfortable. You know, he right. wasn't comfortable with it. Um, and that's what I like about him as great, uh, you know, the greatest winner in team North American team sports history. He compartmentalized and said, this is what I do. I'm a basketball. It's not who I am. And a lot of times what we see today is to be that great and to win that comes first. You're everything. Yeah. You want to win like MJ or like Brady. Hey, we're on our YouTube channel talking about Derek Jeter, the captain, that docuseries. You want to win like Jeter. That has to be all you think about. The greatest winner in team sports history said it like, no, I'm a basketball player. That's what I do. Not who I am. And while he's winning, he's saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned it. And it's a great kind of 
comparison where you talk, you want to talk about, you know, some of the stuff Derek Jeter is saying. It's like when, you know, they were talking about when they lost to, um, I can't remember the team that they lost to in the World Series, but um, well, to the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't speak to people for months. And, you know, he was in Tampa, like all pissed off and stuff like that. Like, like I can understand competitiveness and, and listen, I get it. I'm not a pro athlete. Like, I guess it's a different level, but that sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Like that, that sounds it's like a terrible way to live. And, and I guess greatness, that's what you got to do. And I know like we heard stories about Kobe Bryant and Jordan, like all these guys, I, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, but. I can really respect the man where it's just like, no, like, this is what, this is a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my job, my job, my job. And I love my job there. I mean, you know that and I'm not like, my job doesn't like, it's not who I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm a different person. Like I'm a different person at work. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it doesn't make me, and I get it. I'm not a basketball player, you know, but for him, like you mentioned, it was. I'm glad you mentioned that. It was like it's not like he said that after he retired. No, it was while he was dominating and winning five MVPs and eleven championships in thirteen seasons. It's like no, like it's not who I am. Like you know, what I'm saying like I'm just doing my job. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Well, because you know he said it many times. Jackie Robinson was his hero, and Jackie Robinson started us at point A, and he was. I'm not staying at point A. I appreciate it, but I'm trying to get to point point B. So he saw the bigger mission. He knew what his family, you know, growing up in Louisiana and his father then after his mom died, moved him to California and sacrificed it. That was on his mind. He saw that. and Which is a great story if, if you haven't heard it. If you're listening, it's a great story. You know, it, it, it's, it's – it, and, you know, his father made that promise that he, he would get to his dying – wife with Bill's dying mother that would get his kids, their kids through, you know, college. And he sacrificed and, and took a lesser job to move to California. Yeah. He had his own business mm-hmm. he was making, making good money back then and too. did all that for him. And, you know, that's the importance of that. Uh, and Bill never, I love that. He never, I know a lot of us, we appreciate what our parents, or I hope we do, you know, and, Maybe in the moment and maybe with time, we get it even greater. But we appreciate what our parents, our grandparents did for us to help us get to where we're at now. But um, hearing that and hearing him talk about the great honors, which was being a pallbearer. I'll never forget watching Ken Burns' baseball and watching one like that last episode. And they show when Jackie Robinson died. And it always tripped me. Now I know more, but my first time, that's when I saw Bill Russell was a pallbearer at Jackie Robinson's funeral. And I'm like, man, that's Bill Russell in the front carrying out Jackie. Like, and to hear that connection and to hear that Jackie said Bill Russell was his favorite athlete. Real recognize real, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and respect is respect. And these men, and they know, like, and again, we talked about it in our last episode, the Jeter episode, where it's like, we mentioned you know, Jeter and A-Rod having that, that kind of that bond where they're like young superstars and, you know, at the top of their game and not too many people can relate to that. Imagine the stuff that, imagine those conversations, you know what I'm saying, between Jackie Robinson and Bill Russell. Like, you know, there are certain things that not too many people can relate to from their perspective. Like, obviously, a lot of people, especially at that time, can relate to the racism and all that stuff. But to be a pro athlete 
and they have to like kind of like deal with that and be kind of sort of business like and and just again just deal with it not too many players at that time were having to do that at that level you know what i'm saying like so i can understand why them two had like that common bond where it's like we're dealing with all this at least they kind of have each other to help you know help each other out and those relationships that he had with you know other and you know bills and activists jackie robinson activists but the relationships he had with dr king with medgar evers and he was right there in the thick of it you know for the good and the bad he was there for, with dr king you know for the i have a dream speech and he was right there with the uh, medgar evers family after he was assassinated and killed he had those and i love about him and that's the leadership style that he showed on the court but then it wasn't just there he showed it off the court he went down he was foot to the pavement he's in the trenches with you but he's not just and we talk about this i know you and i and me with other people in today's world where it's like you have leaders you have bosses who they're from the higher ups calling shots and they're not in the trenches with you you're not looking to your left or your right in a bad spot and you see your boss with you well bill russell that was the leader he was he didn't have to think twice you knew when something went down hey your leader whether it's on the court for the celtics or hey this big icon in sports but also an activist something happens he was right in the thick of it he didn't wait he didn't point the fingers he was a part of the decision and it's funny because you know you brought up what jj reddick said and a lot of people come at it but you know what if it was so easy so and i'll say this why has no one been able to match him when it comes to being the ultimate team player when it comes to being the ultimate winner we still no one has quite learned leadership selflessness how to put the team above no one's quite done it like bill russell you know um yeah when when kobe passed away and that that always tripped me up you know when kobe died and at that memorial bill you know the day before the laker game bill russell had the kobe jersey and it was weird seeing like him wearing a laker jersey but it's yeah. like that's how big, you know, Kobe and Kobe's death was that it got the ultimate Celtic to wear a Laker jersey. Um, and he probably did that also, like a little dig to Celtics fans too, maybe. Maybe. And I think he loved because we, you know, Kobe was a historian too. Yeah. And something that tripped me out was, and we know how their leadership styles and how they acted with teammates were completely different. But, Bill Russell said Kobe was the only one, you know, Kobe read second wind and called him and talked to him about leadership. And he said, no one really talked to him about that. Like Kobe did. And that's crazy. All these great players. Right. And he was around and like, why no one picked that brain more. It, I, it's kind of baffling to me. Right. And they, and you see like, you see videos, you see, you know, you can see documentaries and you mention him. For me, Bill Russell was was everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, and you'll see him at these like NBA functions, like these top, like these, you know, top 50 functions. Everybody surrounded him. You know what I mean? Like all the big, best big men, you know, you know, they're all around them, always talking to him and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that does strike me as, as odd. You know what I'm saying? Because again, like if, if I'm sitting back and I'm a great player and I'm trying to develop as a leader, I'm going to sit there and think, all right, like, who can I, especially if I'm in the NBA, 
even if I'm in a different sport, but especially in the NBA, I'm I'm going to think like, man, like, what's the first name that comes to mind? And for me, it will be Bill Russell for me, and I know for you too, Jeremy, and probably most of our listeners. But it does. It's weird that. I mean, I'm sure other players reached out to him, but the way he was talking about the way Kobe was doing it, it makes sense, but it's just still a little weird to me. And, and Bill Russell would say that, you know, obviously his leadership style is different than Kobe's, but what Bill Russell did was he scouted his own teammates and knew the other 11 guys and knew what would make them better and gave up his game to make them better. People look at Bill Russell's offensive numbers and say, like, well, they were lower. Bill Russell could have scored a lot more points. Absolutely. Yeah. That was by design. And people don't realize that Bill Russell, as great of a defensive player, he was also a defensive genius. He was an offensive genius. Because he knew through his defense that set up the offense. And he knew where to, hey, he was directing guys where to go on that fast break. Because that's what the Celtics were known for. They were that first fast breaking team, the 60s Celtics. And we look at, yeah, Kuzi was a guy on the point. It started with Russell either getting that rebound or blocking the shot and keeping it in play and leading that fast break. That's yeah, where it he started. He told Kuzi where to be at. Yeah. He told Kuzi, you may, I grab the rebound. You make sure you're right here, and I'm going to look for you. And, and you know, and that's what started the fast break. Again, it was him rebounding, like you mentioned, Jeremy, and him telling Kuzi, look, I need you at this very spot every time the ball goes up. If, you, if this guy's taking a shot, Get to that spot, and then what happened? He would get on the ball, and that's where they would go. And what I also will say to people is, I can even understand them a little bit. It'd be wrong, but if you look back at the '60s Celtics in those playoff series, and they just kept every series was a sweep, or they won in five, and that's it. From the start to the finish of that dynasty. All the seven-game battles that those Celtics were in, and who's the difference maker? It's Bill Russell. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, they, you know, West lost all those times in the finals, you know, what, seven or eight times before he won it in 72, that he just kept getting swept. He had many seven-game battles with those Celtics, and it came down to Bill Russell making a difference. You know, that that's the thing that people forget. It, I can understand they they just dominated everybody. Even the, those best teams, a lot of people call that like 62 team, like the best team. That went down to a seven-game overtime battle to win that title over the Lakers. Frank Selvey doesn't, you know, he made the shot to go to overtime. If he makes that shot in the overtime session, Lakers are the champions. Yep. You know, those are the things that are the differences there. Havlicek stole the ball, and that's actually what, you know, Russell made a gaffe in that moment. But that's, you know, seven games, Wilt could have had that. You know, that's where, hey, Wilt's the more talented player, but the better player is Bill Russell for that reason. Wilt had great team. Wilt, Wilt had great teammates. The difference is, you look at it, Wilt's numbers in the playoffs, and they were high, but they went down postseason time. You look at Bill Russell's numbers in the playoffs, they always went up. Yep. He was he the knew guy. Turn it on for sure. He was the guy. He knew to get other people involved and, it, and to let that psychological battle, that's what took him over Wilt. So the debate always would go on in my household 
Wilt was better than Russell. Could look at his numbers, and he didn't have the great. And I go, oh, okay. and I was a kid. I'm, you know, listening to that. But you start deep diving, and it's like, yeah, Wilt's the most dominant player ever. Wilt's one of the top three or four, in my opinion, greatest athletes, most freakish athletes of all time. Yeah, like that's Wilt Chamberlain. But that's not what the game's about. That's not what sports is about. Not just the most talented guy. It's that best team player, especially in team sports. And that is why I would always put Bill Russell. He made his guys better, better than any athlete we've ever seen in a sport. He made his teammates better, and he innovated this game. And that's what the difference was and why Russell has 11 titles and a Wilt has two. It was he was so far. And Wilt was a smart player. Russell will tell say that. But he was so far ahead of Wilt when it comes to that. Psychologically knew that's the advantage I have over him. I'll let him focus on his stats. I'm going to get my guys involved and better. And I can turn it on and I can get him to kind of turn off his competitive streak. And when it's time for me to rise up, I'll take advantage of it. Yeah. And imagine with that mentality, that team first mentality still wins five MVPs. You know what I mean? So imagine if he would have went in there and said, you know what? This is my team. I'm just going to dominate everybody. It, it would His numbers would have been crazy. It would have been just as good as Wilts. He would have had way more MVPs, you know, but he would have had less titles. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's the thing. For certain players, the winning is the most important thing. And, you know, he's, he's called the greatest teammate of all time because of that. You know, he's, you know, we talk about basketball players. We talk about, you know, guys like Magic, LeBron, like how they make their teammates better. And that kind of separates them from a lot of other great players. And it's like, this is the ultimate guy right here. And doing that, you know, he blocks shots a certain way because he can put them in the stands if he wanted to, but he's blocking them straight up. So that way he can grab them and go like, you know what I'm saying? And pass the ball and go on that fast break and run the court like no other. Cause it was not, there was no big man running the court, like the way he was running the court, except for Wilt later on. But you know, it, it's just the stuff that he sacrificed to make the team better. It's it's unprecedented, and you're definitely not getting that ever again. You know, and we we haven't seen it since, honestly. No, and we and we we never will. We never will. We never will. The way this you know our sports landscape is, you know, you look at and people. If you listen to us, you probably know it, but I think. What MVP means, and in, in all sports, it gets us a debate all the time. You know, even in college football, the Heisman was it really for the best players, the most valuable player, the best player on the best team? You know, it gets all kind of convoluted. I, I think it's something though that he's voted the MVP in that 61 62 year, and Wilt gets 100 points in a game, he averages 50, Oscar's averaging a triple double, but I believe they got it right where most valuable which is right. that those Celtics are nothing without Bill Russell. And he's the most valuable guy because the Celtics set a record for wins that year. And they know they're nowhere near that record without Bill Russell. Yeah, imagine being a fan for that season. Sheesh, I would have loved to have watched all those games, man, and watched those three, especially those three players, like do their thing that whole season. Again, that was one of the best seasons in NBA history, sports history. And you're exactly right. Like that's – you know, what people talk about is that Oscar Robinson season, the triple-double season, way more than, obviously, Bill Russell winning the MVP that year. And they talk about Wilt 
And those numbers he was putting up over Russell's MVP season. And you would think, like, well, he won MVP. Yeah, because, again, his team had the most wins. They set a record, and he was the reason for that. And you're like, oh, okay. But is he the best player? Because Wilt is doing this and this and that. Oscar Robinson is doing this and this and that. And it's just like, no. Like, it's deeper than numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole lot deeper. And that's why, again, that's why this name of this podcast is bigger than the game. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, like, it's way more than just what you're doing in the game and any stats or anything like that. It's the whole, the whole like enchilada, as they say, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing as a leader? What are you doing to make your teammates better? X's and O's, like all of that stuff. And then at the time, this guy, if you wanted to turn it on, Bill Russell can turn it on and put 30 on you. If you wanted to 20 rebounds, 18 blocks. And they weren't even, they weren't even registering block shots at that time. Cause he would probably, that's a record probably that would never be broken anyway. At the time, you're doing this, and you're doing it in a sport that's trying to grow. You know, now we know what Jackie and Aaron and Mays and, and you know Frank Robinson and, and Larry Doby, they were doing it in baseball, which is baseball was the that was America's pastime. Basketball is still really trying to grow and be that sport. So he, you know, is taking that on. And honestly, that's why I say before Russell, after Russell, because starting with him, and then you get the Wilt and Elgin and Jerry West. But a lot of times, the league's being built on the Celtics dynasty back. Like that Sunday afternoon game is Wilt and Russell. A lot of times, people saw they, that at one game a week, you were going to see Wilt versus Russell out there. And they're building a league on Bill Russell's back, on those Celtics teams' back. Like a lot of people throughout in the 60s, if you were in a place that didn't have a team, you rooted for the Celtics because that's who you saw. A lot of, especially enough, if you were, you know, black and you didn't have a team, Boston, because you saw, you know, Bill Russell, Sam Jones, Casey Jones, Satch Sanders, all those guys were on the team, and you right first starting five, yeah, all African Americans. You yeah. resonated with Big that deal. with that team, right. and then you resonate. You go later on, you know, after Red Auerbach retires. Then you have the first, you know, African American coach of a major sport team. It's Bill Russell. He's player coach, which to me does not get talked about at all. You know what I'm saying? Like he does not, and he, I'm he, I know he didn't do it to get credit and things like that, but that alone does not get talked about enough. We know we talk about his great career, and rightfully so. We talk about the eleven championships in thirteen seasons, but him being the first African American. Coach, manager, whatever in professional sports, people didn't even say. People, I'm sure, I would say, if you poll 80 percent of sports fans today, they don't even know that. They don't know it, and it's funny because, hell, six, five and a half, six years. You know, with Jackie Robinson, he's at that you know opening day, like right right before he passes away, and he's talking about he'll be happy when he sees a black face that's a manager of a team, you know. It would take time to see that in baseball, but in basketball we had that with Bill Russell. We we had seen that, and right. what I think doesn't get talked about enough, honestly, Jose, is not only he he's the first black coach, first black coach to win a championship, but the part that doesn't get talked about is those last two titles that he won, the numbers you know ten and eleven, are really honestly his least talented bunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's all Will and getting these guys over the hump and putting them on his back. 
100%. And people thought, you know, because that first year they lose to arguably still people overlook it, but is in that discussion as greatest team ever, the 67 Sixers. Yeah. And they lose in five, and people were saying the, the Boston's dead, the Celtic, the dynasty's dead. And it looked it. Russell was getting older, and they didn't have, you know, have a check there, but they have a lot of guys aren't, you know, quite there. And, you know, the next year they're not favored, and they, you know, run up rallying back from a 3 1 deficit to beat Philly and be champions. And then we look at that final year in 69. When they're, you know, Wilts now in LA. So you're facing West. That's a, that's really the original big three. Yeah. You know, yeah. West, Baylor, and Wilt over there in LA. And to wind up on their own, on LA's home court for game seven to get that win. And I'll give Bill Simmons credit because I had seen this clip so many times, but this is, and he doesn't write anymore. But Bill Simmons, when he wrote, was a really good writer, and he broke it down that always has stuck with me, that when you watch that clip after he wins the 11th title in 69, and he's won, he won 11. But then when he's getting interviewed and he's, you know, Bill, this had to be so special. How do you feel? And he can't get the words out. He's so happy and, like, he's ready to emotion. And you hear the guy in the background, one more time. I feel like that was Red Arrowback. I don't know. But like the guy yelling, and he just wipes his face, and he just can't get over it. And if you, if anyone didn't know, you think that he won his first title, right? That's number eleven. But that's, that's how much a, it means. To him. But that shows it. Like that's what the great ones have. You know, when you hear like, "What's the most important one?" Like the next one. That's that mindset, and to me, that sums it up. In that he knew what they had to go through. That this was probably his last year. They were underdogs. He's player coach. He had to wear double duties. He had to really work, you know, a lot of things over in that season, getting guys to really buy into things that that they didn't want to do. And the emotion that he showed winning number 11 was no different than winning number one. And to me, that right there, if, if no words, just a clip of what summarizes Bill Russell as a player, it's that clip. And honestly, like, because I, I sit there and go, and that's why I'm not Bill Russell. That's why I don't have that. Because I'll be honest, Jose, that sound great. If I have 10 titles and, you know, it's my final year, bank, we got here, you're probably going to see it in me. Right. You struggled that year. Yeah. You know, it was a long year. You're doing, again, double duty, coach player. That's a long season, you know, for either one, you know what I'm saying? But to do both, it, it's going to. There's a lot of wear and tear, and it's going to show. And I'll probably take my foot off the gas a little bit. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. I got 10. You know what I mean? I got 10. And who's going to say anything to him? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. But it's like, no, like the greats, there's greats. And then again, there's like legendary. And I feel like those legendary players kind of like take it to another level. And they're just like, all right, we're close. Everybody jump on my back. We're we're going to go ahead and, and get this done. So, and you like you mentioned those Lakers teams; those were all time great teams. And those like those teams should have won more. And why they didn't? Because Bill Russell was standing in the way. Um, yeah, you look at the stances he took in not playing in games because, hey, we're you know we're not be we can't be housed. 
or stayed with our white teammates and right. you know making those boycott boycotting all-star games leading that charge you know we've talked about it off air many times and that was maybe going to be our logo but him leading that charge when Ali was not going to take that step and not going to you know was refusing to go for Vietnam and you see who's sitting next to him in that classic yep. press conference it, you see it's Bill Russell and Jim Brown um, and to me, that's by design. Those, those two guys really led that. Yeah. And Kareem talks about he's a young guy, and Bill Russell invited him to be there. And Bill Kareem's not even in the league yet. He's still Lou Alcindor, but he's invited to be at that meeting. And there's just something to it. And everyone is different. And Wilt was Wilt, and he was a personality, a character, but he didn't take the mantle that Bill Russell did as far as Wilt kind of saw that, Hey, by who he is, who he was, he felt like he was progressing things forward. That's how you feel about that is different, you know, whatever. But Bill Russell went to the belly of the beast and knew I'm going to pave it, you know, away for the future athletes. But I'm also taking that direct handoff from Jackie. I'm going to make it better right now. And that's something that we have to take into consideration. And when people talk about that they retired number 42 in baseball and should do it for basketball, I think, yeah, I mean, I love that the finals MVP award is named after him, but I think so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a more important player in basketball history than Bill Russell. Um, and he's in that short list. I, I don't think you can – he's in the top five. Maybe, but definitely you can't go top ten of most important athletes of the twentieth century. You have to put oh, Bill Russell. And yeah. so for those reasons, I do think, yeah, number six should be retired throughout the league because he's the benchmark. He's the bookmark of the history of this league to me. You can mention George Mikan and all of that's nice, Dolph Shays, cool. But really that history starts to me in nineteen fifty six when you you you, you know you get Bill Russell. Right. No, I, I agree. And I, I'm glad you said that early on that, you know, I know for me and I know for you for sure, like that's kind of when basketball started. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's the basketball that I know, you know what I'm saying? And the basketball that most of these, most of our listeners um, and, you know, folks, you know, who watches on YouTube and stuff like that, that's, that's the basketball they're familiar with. Bill Simmons also did a great job of kind of like when he, you know, he was talking, he was interviewing Bill Russell and he was saying like the small ball thing, it looks like that's what the Celtics were doing back then. And you were talking about they were first team to fast break. That's what they're known for. But it was very similar to what a lot of teams do today. And again, like going back to the argument of like these guys weren't as good as today's players and things like that. Like, you know, that's 100% not fair to say because again, they were doing things that teams are still doing today. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... um. So I'm glad I'm glad we kind of touched on that too here, Jeremy. And um, but no, like I, I'm glad we're doing this. You know what I'm saying? That's why you know I love doing the show with you, Jeremy. And it's because again we have an opportunity to to talk about players, you know, coaches, whoever the case may be, who need to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like and one thing I was really frustrated, and this is just like I guess my own thing here is like I was really frustrated with like you know like ESPN and in these 
you know, especially ESPN. And and again, I'm not here to shit on ESPN. I feel like I've been talking about them a lot, but it's like, you know, you had this happen Saturday. I don't know if it was the next day or the day after where the Deshaun Watson suspension comes. And it's like, you don't hear about Bill Russell anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just 24 seven Deshaun Watson. And I'm just sitting there and I'm working, I'm working from home and, you know, I got the TV on in the background. I'm like, man, like, there could be so many stories, so many players on here that they can talk to, and 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 they they're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? They're dropping the ball big time, and um, it, it was just very frustrating for me this week. I, I thought so, yeah, because it it was like a Sunday. It got announced that you know he passed away, and I felt like that should be breaking in. Like you you stop like the programming. Yeah. And it's funny on our YouTube channel, we're we're recapping the Jeter docuseries, The Captain, and that's not when they that was like a rerun of it. But I remember when I found out, I went to ESPN and they were playing like a rerun of that, and I'm like, I feel like this is now like it's not even a live game. I feel like he's worth a live game break in, like you know. But I'm like, this is you're re-airing the docuseries. Like, why aren't you like this should be breaking news and. NBA TV didn't do it. Um, exactly. It was disappointing in that regard that to me it should have been once that happens, you get the live coverage. And yeah. then honestly, I felt like you should be playing classic yep. classic games, classic interviews, highlights, yeah, classic documentaries. Stuff. Right. You know, uh, whether it's ESPN, you want to show his sports century. You want to show different things that that he was on uh, NBA TV. You want to re-air, you know. I put it on the YouTube, the the Mr. Russell's house that Bill yeah, Simmons did. Great up, great great interview. So like, I, I I was disappointed, and it 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 shows to me that that that's just where society's going, and it's it's a shame, honestly. It really is. Um, right, because if you look at, you know. And again, I'm not here to talk to Sean Watson, but you know, he's got a 235 million guaranteed contract and these contracts and stuff like that, these these people, you know, these athletes are not put in the positions they're in today if it wasn't for the struggles that men like Bill Russell and you talked to mentioned Jackie Robinson and a bunch of other guys, like, you know, the struggles they went through early on in their careers, especially in the sixties, fifties, sixties, seventies and you know, to get to pave the way for, for these athletes today. And it's just, it, it's just, it, it's sad, man. And again, like, I, we're not two old guys, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. like, you know, we're watching Russell play back then. It's like, no, like sports history is, it's, it's an amazing thing, right? Um, sometimes you get sports history and American history kind of like gel and collide together. And, you know, we talk about it on the show all the time, like, you know, how politics is very involved with sports sports is very involved in politics and vice versa. And it's just like, there's certain men, certain athletes that you know immediately when you hear that name, it's not just about sports. It's just about a lot of other stuff. And, and you know, Bill Russell is definitely one of those. One well, I'll connect it because we're not old. You know, you're 42. I'm in my 30s. So we're not old at at all by any standard. Um, Bill Russell's before our time. We're not even of the era of Bill Russell. We, right. we never saw Bill Russell play a game. We're near it. You know, he had been retired 20 years when I was born. So, it, it you know, so it's not uh, – we're not old. What I look at, and it's a battle that we're having in society, we always have, but it's 
gotten heated when it comes to even you know politics and and you know we you know from critical race theory to then we I bring up that's why I brought up the Kobe story you know this is why history is important and other subjects you know math that's important too but you know we're sports history but we're history and why it's important is because you can learn from these people you know you can learn I look at great coaches great players and Bill Russell is both at the top of the list I read second win and I think about that on how to make the people around me better when I'm at my job and my job has nothing to do with sports you know when I when me and you work together how to you know put my ego aside to help everyone else work better together to help the people that were there to help help them you know, th- right. I learned that, you know, you can learn from different ways, but Bill Russell's a big part of that. And other athletes are. And there's also examples of what not to do. You can also learn from people, and they made these mistakes, and it's like, hey, if you're smart, we don't have to go down that same road. If we can pick up and learn from it, we can do better. People want to say, why, you know, you want to keep bringing up history? Well, yeah, Deshaun Watson's now. But, hell, maybe Deshaun Watson should have been looking at Bill Russell a bit more. I'm just saying, maybe some young kids can get these lessons, whether it's in the world of sports or in the world of whatever they want to go into and learn from him. We need to talk about this more and get that out there. That's why. But people want to erase history. And guess what? We're going to keep repeating the same mistakes over and over. People say, why teach critical race theory? No, it's so that, hey, we learn what the the real history was and we can maybe teach this next generation to go forward and not either maintain or go backwards. Bill Russell, like he said, and I mentioned it, Jackie took us to, at point A. I wanted to go to point B. So to get to point B, hell, you got to know where point A's at. You don't just uh, skip over it and then I'm there. Like, you, if you don't know where point A's at, how the hell are you going to get to point B? So that's the thing that that's what disappointed me with both networks, maybe even more NBA TV than ESPN, exactly. Exactly. is that. ESPN, I get, all right, Deshaun Watson breaks. You still should, you go to that, but to me, you still should have Russell big time and you kind of bounce back and forth. NBA TV should have been nothing but Bill Russell stuff all Sunday, all Monday. Right. And that was disappointing. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm with you. That's why I, I, I was very disappointed all week. Still am. Today's, you know, we're looking at third Wednesday at this point and it was tough, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to see that. So, um, but nah, Jeremy, I, I'm glad we did this episode for sure. And I, I know it was important for us. It was more, I know it was definitely important for you. Um, so that's why I kind of wanted to, you know, give you that space and, and for you to kind of like, you know, talk about what someone like Bill Russell meant to you and, um, and to your legacy, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's very important. And I'm glad you you had an opportunity to do that. You did a great job, my brother. No, I appreciate that. And um, you know, you you think about people who you never met but influence you, and without thinking, there's other people in sports who I I actively am thinking about when I quote them. You and I, when we first met, I talk about like Phil Jackson as a coach and things I learned. There's other people I actively think about, but. I can honestly say in my subconscious when it comes every day when I come into work and you got to work with other people, you got to put egos aside. I know I'm not the only one. All of us have to do it constantly at work, hell, with our own families, with friends, 
I think about him. I really do. And I think about that's the ultimate team guy. And in so many ways gave up his ego and just not just in numbers, but then in because of race, because of in, in image and, and, you know, he battled it all around and personality, you know, if he smiles a little bit more, maybe that changes. If he goes for gaudy numbers like Wilt and offensively that changes, you know, uh, there's so many different things, but he didn't do that because he remembered who he was and remembered that the mission was bigger. So I'm not saying I'm anywhere near Bill Russell. Uh, I'm far from perfect. Um, and I always will be learning it, but I think about, and I think that's the lesson we all can have is let's put that ego aside and think of the greater good and not always think of ourselves. I think like we've gone away from a lot of things in this country, but that might be the biggest is that from Russell's time and even a little after it was thinking, how can we help the greater good way more in this country and now it very much is individualized. I'm not saying I love people being individuals, but we've gone so far the other way. We miss that. And no one talks about sacrifice or giving up for to help others anymore in sports, in life. And I think that's what I want people to remember for Bill Russell, the sacrifice he gave. Uh, amen to that. And, and there's, I can't add to that. You know what I'm saying? Again, I was a great way to end this this episode. And, you know, again, you know, we're bigger than the game podcast. Like we're, we're going to touch on a lot of top topics, sports history, you know, anything that's relevant to, to what we do here at this podcast. So, you know, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple, Spotify, you know, Pandora, anywhere you listen to the podcast, you can, you can catch bigger than the game podcast. You can now watch us on YouTube. Um, again, Darren, you mentioned we, you know, currently breaking down that the Captain Docu series, so we're, you know, diving into that at Bigger Than the Game podcast on YouTube. Um, you can reach us at on Twitter and, and Instagram at Bigger Game Pod. Uh, if you want to talk about Bill Russell, come on and jump on there with us. You know, Darren, you put a lot of great content out there in these past couple of days. Jump on, let's have a conversation. What does Bill Russell mean to you and you know your legacy and you know your family history or whatever the case may be? We'll be more than happy to have that conversation with you. So for my man, my brother, Jeremy Dove, my name's Jose Ruiz. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than the Game podcast. Peace. Peace.